Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 43 of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Elberton, and who are the bounty hunters with me tonight? Stefan JD. Jordan Hughes. Dominic Chikoki. Our, our special guest. <laughs> so that's how you pronounce your last name. I was looking at it for a while, but like, how do you say that? Uh, yeah, that <laughs> happens all the time. <laughs> oh, and I, where, where would people might know you from, Mr. Dominic? All right, I do some running for Tilting on Those Studios. I also have a podcast called Dissonant Waves. By chance, you've heard of that. You might know me, but yeah, I don't expect anyone to know me. It's whatever. But you're also from Overblood. I am from the Overblood group. That's also hey. a thing. We all are. <laughs> so yeah, most our, of our listeners. I think a good portion of our listeners. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you might know me there. The only yeah. person who posts every week about my writing. We're very isolated in this, this podcast. We're getting there. <laughs> And before we get to one thing I do want to mention, this is our first episode of season three, where the seasons don't matter and the episodes don't follow it. But this is it's our hey. first our first episode of it, which only means that this is when I we picked our next set of episodes. Yes. That's, all. That's, That's it. it. That's it. I think that we pick uh we picked these a long ass time ago. Um, <laughs> we picked right, these right. in September. Okay. I keep track of all this. <laughs> Good, because <laughs> Stefan and I will just give Mike like five games, and then four months later, he's like, "Who picked this one?" And we're like, "Uh." <laughs> it's only it was only with Soundhill. It only was the October stuff. The October stuff when we picked our October was kind of a mismatch of us voting and choosing together as a as a unit, and not us being like, "Okay, here's my <laughs> list of games. Fuck you, play this shit." I mean, it was a little different. It was more of a cohesive team effort. So <laughs> I had no idea who to give credit to what. The problem is well, I congratulate y'all on getting games done every week. That's uh, quite the endeavor. Yeah. <laughs> We've talked about changing that. <laughs> we yeah. are a little bit, but we got some plans. Yeah. We'll talk about it in the bonus episode. We'll talk about it like the end of the year as well. Oh, what's up? This one, this this uh, the this game's not a bad one to do that with though. No. no. Oh thank god. No. Yeah. After like Silent Hill Origins and even Penumbra was <laughs> quite yeah. a quite a haul. Oh, and before we get too far, I want to give a shout out to another podcast that I found randomly because they had a Facebook ad and we started talking. Um, it's called Pocket Pod Animal Crossing. It's a whole podcast where every week they talk about Animal Crossing, mainly the cell phone game. <laughs> so, is it a cell phone game? Yes, it's a cell phone game. Yeah, uh, Pocket Pod. You didn't know that. But here's our little thing. I mean, what pretty much it is a weekly Animal Crossing podcast, Pocket Camp podcast. Where three silly friends sit down and discuss the mobile game and other Nintendo games. So definitely, if you guys are looking for another podcast to add in your rotation and you like Animal Crossing, definitely give them a give them a listen and let them know that we sent you their way. There's my <laughs> shout out. And I think I should introduce what game we're playing since this was my pick. I decided that we should give a little throwback to our first episode. Was it you know being the first episode of season three? So we're playing Metroid Zero Mission. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had for me, I had never really played a me- like I. had... Before we played Metroid earlier on the show, when the show show yeah, show first started, I had not played Metroid games really. I played a little bit of Prime, failed. Played a little bit of Super Metroid, failed. And yeah, now I can say I beat two Metroid games. So okay, you know, pretty impressive. Well, they're very much about isolation, so <laughs> it's two of the best ones too. Yeah. It also yeah. wasn't planned that we did. We did Silent Hill Origins last week, which is a throwback to what, like our second episode. Yes. <laughs> and then the week after that is a throwback to our first episode. Good news is next week's episode is not a throwback to anything. No. So except to the past. Yeah. Nostalgia, right? Yeah. Oh, we'll, yeah. we'll just play uh the Batman NES game again. <laughs> <laughs> no. Like we didn't before. 
we didn't really play the NES one. We played the Genesis one. Oh, we right, all failed. We were still learning how to do a podcast back then. I did think it would be yeah. funny if I suggested a game we had already done to see if you noticed. <laughs> I would, sir. <laughs> I would. That's going to have to be like a year down the line. Oh, I, I got a whole list of every episode we've done and everything. I'll notice. I needed the list to be so long that you suddenly lose it. <laughs> it's already happening. Oh, yeah. I want to mention something before we continue on to Zero Mission. Uh, sure. Last week on Origins, I had mentioned that when I was playing Silent Hill 2 that I had gone to the same hotel that's in Origins, and it's not the same hotel. You're a liar. <laughs> uh, yep. Origins takes place in Old Town, and Silent Hill 2 takes place in New Town. So I was wrong about that. Hey, these also, are alternative facts, Stefan. Alternative <laughs> yeah. facts. That's what they were. Also, we kept going back and forth between sanatorium and sanitarium. <laughs> And the uh, only difference is that one is Eastern European and one is Americanized in origin. Well, we were saying so. it for our Eastern European audience. We do have like three exactly. listeners from Ukraine. We have more. Oh, we do now. I told you. I told those. I told you those Europeans. They fucking love stalker. I don't know why. <laughs> they love it. That was for you, uh, Eastern so Europeans. I had, I had actually <laughs> never played this game before. I was. I was, this was my, this is why I put it on the list because I really wanted to play this game for years and I just couldn't, I, I have an issue with Metroid. We mentioned earlier, I mean, it is a very, you know, isolated experience and I can never, for the longest time when I, I would try to play this game, I could never get very far because I think the whole isolation just kept me away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And plus, don't play these type of games when you're in a very shitty emotional spot because it doesn't go over <laughs> well. And then your mom found it, so you got to play it again, right? Yeah. My mom didn't find this game. She did find next week's game, but that, that I'll our, tell that. Next our name week. only makes sense every like four months. <laughs> it's yeah. <laughs> just, just rename the podcast. Game Stefan and I thought of last minute. <laughs> <laughs> all rebranded. Is <laughs> my co-host found? That's the name of the show. <laughs> we forgot we picked. Games Mike's hates. <laughs> game games Mike. Like, yeah, we'll make it a tongue hopefully. twister, so it's even harder to Okay. Mike's hates. And also, sometimes I just realized I had not mentioned this yet. This game came out for Game Boy Advance, was made by Nintendo R&D1, and came out in 2004. R&D1's last out. project, too. Oh, it was? Oh, I didn't yeah, know before that. they went into the NPD stuff that uh, went through the GameCube and the Wii U era. Now they've re- re- reorganized again, but this is R&D1's last big project. Oh, mm-hmm. I did not know that. So for those that don't know, this is a remake of the, well, pretty much a remake of the original Nintendo game that came out a long time ago. Kind of. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, it it looks completely different, but it's the same world. It's the same world, it's the same story, but it's just, like, more of everything. And better. I know know this is considered a remake. I struggle to call it a remake just because it's so, I don't know, it's like like the Fury Road of Metroid. (laughs) It just expands <laughs> on everything in every way. So when you go back to watch, like, if you go back and look like the original Metroid, it's unrecognizable compared to Zero Mission. That's because original Metroid's on Nintendo, and it's a Nintendo game. You can only do so much. With Game Boy Advance, you had pretty good hardware to do a yeah. lot. But even this like isn't... the cutscenes and... <laughs> oh, the cutscenes were awesome that they added in this game. They kind of give you more story moments where the original didn't have that. Mm-hmm. I love those cutscenes. Cutscenes. They're very simple. They're very just, like... Yeah. static and just like you get it and within a few seconds and that's like mm-hmm. i think the beauty of it is just like you don't need a lot of story you can just go yeah 
It's, a, it's like I'm like visual novel style. It's like a single image and yeah, just she, pan across it, and you're like, okay, got it. She speaks once at the beginning, once at the end. That's like it. That's a good point. I wonder if that's like give you a lot of story. It's just yeah. Samus. I mean, the game starts off. You're already on the planet. You're not even by your ship. You just start off inside somewhere. And I think that's like you said. And you only get that little bit of verb where she talks about this is her first mission or something like that. Her so-called zero mission. Yeah. Yeah. Mission. Yeah. Your zero mission or mission one. <laughs> yes. My question is why is it? Why doesn't it start at the ship? Like why is the ship somewhere else? Because it wasn't in the original game, maybe or. But like that 20 minutes to get from the ship to where she started, like yeah. what could she have done that was so unimportant? Plus, uh, she had to get to planet Zevia somewhere, so like the ship's there, so the ship's <laughs> right? But they don't even like have a way to get from there back to where you would have started, do they? In the map, yes, yes. but it's not easy, yeah. Like you can you just drop down, power up it. it needed like one more picture in the beginning of Samus like falling down a cliff or something, being like, well. Can't get back up to my ship now. It needs to start the yeah. way Metroid Prime does. You just get hurt and lose everything. Yeah. <laughs> so, Except you wouldn't lose anything. Well, you do lose some things later in this game. But yeah, you have a point. To Metroid Prime, which I didn't realize this until I pulled up the Metroid Story chronological map. This game I'll takes try that place. Again. No, not really. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is, this okay. is the first game of the series. <laughs> Metroid Prime takes place after this game, which I did not know that. Yes, that's because it's Metroid Prime, like literally Prime, like a one. Oh. Get it? Yeah. Zero mission count after Prime, so they didn't think about that. Poor <laughs> <Or> care. <laughs> Look, everyone knows when you when you start working for the space government, you your first mission is mission one, and your second mission is mission zero. Everybody knows that. That's the <laughs> It's just classic space bureaucracy. And then when you go 3D, it's Prime one. <laughs> Look, I've been playing Outer Worlds. I know all about space bureaucracy. There's a lot of paperwork involved in getting that, too. Okay, one thing I do want to say, for those that don't know, all Metroid games are very much a... You you have a map, and you explore the map, and then you get different power-ups and different items. You unlock new areas to go back to that you visited before. And one thing I got to say, I felt that this game did a really good job of leading you places, getting what you needed, not to mention the fact that the Chozo statues tell you where to go. Like, I really like that a lot. Yeah, you get a lot I'm a dumb, more... I'm a dumb fuck when it comes to Metroid. If you don't tell me where to go, I'm not going to figure it out. Well, that's what everybody... Uh, I mean, that's that's original Metroid. Like, everyone's a dumb fuck when it comes to original Metroid. Just that game I never did, played anything. I original, hate Original Metroid, Metroid, like, dumps you into a world, and you literally have to shoot every block to figure out yeah. if it's a thing. Like, that's mm-hmm. that's how the game is meant to be played. <laughs> I mean, this one is a little bit more streamlined compared to, like, Fusion or, like, what I've played as Super Metroid, and that, like it does kind of become a linear action game. Like, you can explore and do all that stuff, but, like, Fusion has a lot more backtracking, for example, and there's, like, more of a sense of, this is where I am, this is a place I'm going to visit, I just keep going back and forth and trying different things. This one is more like, you go back places, but it's very, like, linear about it. You just kind of zoom around, and then you get off and go to the other area. I would say Fusion was a little bit more handholdy. Perhaps. Okay. Yeah. I've only played Metroid and Super Metroid, I've, so I don't know what anyone's talking about. And Zero <laughs> okay, Fusion, Fusion's really good. Show at some point. Play Fusion, it's good. Is Prime it's the first person game. one that everyone got really angry at? Yes. Yes. Okay. That's really, really good. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, I think we've talked about this before, how my interpretation of Prime was that everyone hated it and Mike loves it, <laughs> so I don't know how to feel about it anymore. I don't love it. I also never beat it. 
but it's something it that I really, really want to play. I just remember yeah, like, a lot of fans were upset. That it's... I don't really. I don't remember that. I remember a lot Surprising. of people bitching about it. At least in my area, yeah. people were like, "Like, oh, it's there first person." And it's well, you come all from this Pennsylvania. Story. It's like the whole GameCube era of like, yeah. oh, Metroid story. Prime, Wind Waker, Super Mario Sunshine, and then all those games are good. People were like, "Story yeah. doesn't belong in Metroid," and it's like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> it's fine to add story to a game that has like. It's like a, a four-hour game with ten minutes of story. I think it's fine to add a little bit more. Wait, yeah, it's right. a she? Yeah. <laughs> what is well, you girl find that right? out in the first cutscene. You see her hair. I want to say you see her face and everything, right? Guys, I'm not remembering yeah. wrong, am I? What if Metroid no. was the girl? <laughs> also, when you see, I'm looking at a bunch of screenshots pulled up right now. You can even see her eyes. Like you can. I mean, I, I think that face looks very feminine to me. But, yeah, but it could well, yeah, be yeah, you see in the biased. very beginning of the game, you see her eyes through her visor, okay. which is a great shot. It's a very cool. First of all, it's an, it's technically animated, which is a. And it's anime as hell. Yeah, it's anime well, and it's animated because her eyes open and it's just like I was like, whoa, I wasn't expecting that in this <laughs> remake of Metroid. Mm-hmm. Such a simple well, thing. What, what if figured. Metroid was the friends we made along the way? Oh. Well, it figured, you don't have to do the twist ending again because everyone knows. So just get it <laughs> over with. What if the real Metroid was the Chozo statues we destroyed? <laughs> I don't think you really destroyed. I mean, you didn't fight any in this game like you do in Super Metroid. No, there's that one big one that, like, collapses, which is fucking awesome. Oh, okay. I mean, I know there's a story to this game, but then they don't, like, about her backstory, but they don't really tell it to you in this game very well. No. Uh, no. There's a hints at it. I don't think it's meant to just tell you everything. It's just like, yeah. this kind of happened, probably. Which, I mean, I, I've always been a fan of that, where it's just like, like you are Samus Aran, you are a badass. Or Samus Aran, you are Samus yeah. Aran. You are a badass. That's all you need to know. You're a badass bounty hunter. That's all that matters. I mean, when they actually mm-hmm. try to do more story, we know how that goes. I do like how, <laughs> like a bounty hunter is a very specific thing, and I think it was it had to be Star Wars, right? That just made bounty hunter like like the catch-all term Probably. for space mercenary. Sure, why not? You're, you're a space guy that be... does jobs. You are a bounty hunter. <laughs> Whether or not you're actually you're hunting bounties. Star- 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 you're either working for the government or you're working for the government remotely. Uh, the Empire, like, look, the Empire was a government. It was, the rebel faction government. was also a government, really. Eh, they were rebels. They were rebels. <laughs> rebel scum. The rebel bureaucracy. <laughs> they were also a monarchy. So, Because I want to say, isn't she from this planet? Isn't that what the whole, like, what they're trying to tell you throughout this yeah. game? Yeah, okay. it, says it, in, it says it in her little opening uh, monologue that this I was her home. Read. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I can't. I can. I choose not to. Here, I'll, I'll read you her three-line monologue. Sure. I'll, I'll read it to you. Planet Zebus. I called this place home once, in peaceful times, long before evil haunted the caverns below. Now I shall finally tell the tale of my first battle here. My so-called zero mission. Yeah. So, because if, I, if I remember if I remember her story correctly, I think what happened was humans lived there with the Chozo, and then Ridley came down with a bunch of dudes and just slaughtered them all, and then somehow she got saved in the crossfire. And then the Chozo and, raised her. Yeah, and then the Chozo raised her, which is why she can access Chozo statues to get, like, power-ups and crap. Meaning they made her the way she is. Damn, Zabesians. Sounds like a slur. She starts off in just this, in the regular suit with just the cannon, with a short, stupid, short beam, 
and doesn't even have the morph bar or anything until. <laughs> Tell us how you really I hated that short beam. <laughs> I, short, I remember reading that in the manual. Beam. Yeah, stupid short beam. Stupid short beam. <laughs> I have never. I, I mean, this is. I have. I used to freaking had a very distaste for Met, from the Metroid series just because it always felt such a type of game. It was so hard to get into. It was so hard to approach it. Because, you know, with Super Metroid, original Metroid, it wasn't until, like, Metroid Prime that I started to play a Metroid game, and now I'm playing the old ones and falling in love with, like, this one. Like, I thought this was a great intro to the series for a newcomer like me. It's definitely the bastard child of Nintendo, because they, it's not, they don't sell a lot of Metroid. I think, I don't think all the games have hit a million, or if they have, they haven't, they haven't went past it too far. Like, I know it's, like, more popular here than in Japan. yeah. Really? And That's... they always outsource it to like other companies. Like now, Retro is making every Metroid. Obviously, Based on what I know about games that are popular in Japan, they probably thought like Metroid was too easy of a game. <laughs> it's not <laughs> lately like... too easy, <laughs> or it's not a kid friend, kid enough. Like oh. <laughs> well, they have the advantage there because Metroid was on the Famicom and that had saves and stuff. This is like the disc system. It's based off every Japanese arcade game I've seen where I don't even understand what's happening on the screen. <laughs> just so many different, like, energy balls that can kill you. On uh, to answer that earlier question that you were saying, um, the game, at least back in, as of 2005, or, the game has sold over 439,000 units in the United States and 69,000 in Japan. So, yeah, this game yeah. is not, it's not a big hit in Japan. At least Zero Mission was. That's right, as, uh, apart from, like, was probably like the Super Metroid was probably did the best out of all their games, I guess. I have no idea. I'm just guessing Super Metroid did the best out of all their games. Uh, I think bef- before Prime, you're you're correct. Yeah, I would I would I would guess probably. I mean, Fusion might like, be surprising, but other than that, probably other other M didn't do very well. It's a bad game. Well, yeah. And then like, <laughs> I can promise like... everyone that's going to be on the show at some point. Sorry it to will. interrupt you, Stu. <laughs> Is that is M the one where like the melting Metroids, or is that Prime? Um, (laughs) It's like a Metroid gets blown up, and she holds out her hand, and just like there's like a bunch of Metroid goo everywhere. That's Prime. That's the end of Prime. Okay, Mm -hmm. spoilers for the end of Prime. Spoilers. That's the only thing I know about the game is the end of the game. God, we gotta we gotta cut this whole thing out. Spoilers. Movie where Bruce Willis is a ghost, and all I know about the movie (laughs) is that he's a ghost and he doesn't know it. I just don't. Oh, it's the movie Ghost. Uh, uh, Ghost. Yeah, Ghost of Yeah. Bruce Willis and Whoopi Goldberg together at last. Oh. Cool Runnings? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and then uh, supposedly Metroid Prime 4 is in development still. Yeah, sure. Yeah. That's what they we'll say. We'll see in like five years. It'll be like the last big Switch game. I thought, at, like, I would love that. <laughs> I would really love that to be on Probably Switch. accurate. I, I want to say, like, at the beginning of this year, they said that they had restarted development on it. Yeah, from what I remember, they were doing it like an Ubisoft style where they were outsourcing it to different companies and they would all work on different parts. Interesting. And then they, that didn't work out, I guess. Yeah, that's, that's what I heard of yeah, predicted. Yeah, that's so now really they just like, hey, Retro, just game. do it. Just forget whatever else you've been working on for five years. Just do this instead. Yeah. I mean, what else does Metro, Retro do? Metro, Retro. Uh, they've worked on a game since Soft <laughs> Freeze back on the Wii U. So, well, that we know about at least. They've just been sitting around waiting. Like, so somebody told them that they were going to get Metroid Prime. They were like, cancel everything. Well, there was a rumor they were working on that Star Fox racing game that never came out. Or was never officially a thing. That would have been cool. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I just want like a Star Fox rail shooter like the end of uh, Super Smash Brothers Melee. 
Dark. Just give me that <laughs> as a target. Yeah. Uh, anyway. So one thing Actually, that didn't irritate me with this game, I mean, it didn't come to fruition until way later, is how you get a couple items that say unknown item where it doesn't do anything. And that that made me angry. <laughs> but I also... It fills this box. It fills a box, but it fills it with lettering that isn't English and that I can't read, and I'm just like, I want my item, and I want it now! It's my item, it, and I just, want it now! It's just a, like a lazy localizer. <laughs> like, yeah, it's... It's some like super good weapon, but the localizer was just like, ah, fuck it, just call it unknown item. It's just still got the Japanese text on it. It's like, I don't I feel like coding this. this. <laughs> I played this game a little bit without a guy, but as always, I play everything. I had a guy. I mean, there are a couple parts I had a YouTube what to do. So I just could not figure it out. I mean, I used a guy for this because I was trying to get a bunch of shit. Because there's there are eight endings to this game, by the way. What um, the fuck? Yeah, there are eight endings. Most of them basically are like. Complete the game on normal or hard. If you complete the game on normal or hard mode, and then under or over two hours and four hours, and if you have 100% of the items or not 100% of the items. Mm-hmm. And then there's like a special one that's complete the game on hard mode with 15% or less items. Wow. That'd yeah. be hard. Mm-hmm. And the only difference between the endings is like literally the end card you get of Samus in various states of undress. <laughs> which yep. feels kind of skeezy now in 2019 <laughs> it feels more than kind of but it's, it's not even her zero suit it's cool. like below that yeah it's like out of her zero, zero suit in her like in like a sports bra and like Sophie shorts it's like congratulations oh, I the game. so that's that orange that orange yeah. scene I keep seeing in all these screenshots okay I was yeah. wondering why the hell like why is she wearing orange shorts like I don't remember this I'm sure there's a special name <sighs> for it but as far as I'm concerned it's just like Sophie shorts in a sports bra <laughs> That's close. That's accurate from what I'm looking. If I can find that screenshot again. But if you complete the game on like the hardest, get the hardest ending of completing the game on a hard with 15% or less items, you get like what I think is a pretty cool one of like Samus with like fire burning in the background, and then like in the background of that in the sky is Samus uh, like holding a gun up. I think that looks really cool. Yeah. Okay, I see what you're talking about. Except huh, I didn't I know this game had different en- different ending screens. Admittedly, they all do. Yeah, they all. They all have different end screens. I think, um, I don't know if we talked about that in the first game. Yeah, or not the first game, but Super Metroid. Um, no, we must have, because, yeah, the best ending is how you know that it's, uh, it's Samus as a girl. Or the yeah. internet. Or the internet, yeah. Or just everyone knows at this point. Yes. Because Samus is such a popular character now. It's funny that Samus became <laughs> such a popular character, considering she has very little story going on. <laughs> I say it's funny, but let's be honest, it's because boobs. But <laughs> <laughs> She's a babe. I do. I have issue with some of the end screens because there's two of them where Samus is smiling. And I was like, Samus wouldn't smile. That's not canon. (laughs) That's not canon. She's just always angry and wanting to kill something. Always glaring. Things that upset Stu. Things that upset Stu. Smiling Samus makes me angry. (laughs) I think she's doing her job. Like, she knows what she has to do and she does it. And then she can smile because she's done. After her, yeah, she has, that's that's gonna be the ending of Metroid Prime Four. <laughs> the very end, she takes off her helmet. And she's like, "Oh, I've finally done," and she smiles. She's a very simple woman. She but does like her job. The, the end of Metroid Prime Four is like, finally, I've I've hunted all the bounties, and it's like the end scene of uh, Degeneration, Resident Evil Degeneration, where she's like standing on a cliff with a sundress. Was be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> Leon shows <laughs> Metroid Prime 4 uh, comes out and it's just like a dating game. <laughs> they completely they completely fuck it up. 
<laughs> I do got to say, I do like the way the game gives you items. Like, it, it, it felt well spaced out in this game. I mean, I got completely confused a couple times because I was expecting items that weren't in this game. Like, I'm like, okay, do I get a grappling hook at this point? Because I know there's, but there's no grappling hook in this game, which I'm okay with. 100% okay with that. Fact. Well, I like that. It's, it does the Metroid thing where everything feels spaced out until you, like, if you open up a guide and you start looking at it, you realize that there's shit everywhere, which mm-hmm. is kind of like the original Metroid. There's just stuff hidden in, like, Every other room has some upgrade, whether it be like a little like or like missiles or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, was anyone good at wall jumping? Because I, I no matter how much I try, I cannot fucking wall jump. If you put a gun to my head, you might as well pull the trigger. I cannot wall jump in this in this game. <sighs> I'm okay at it. Like if I can do it, I need to. But I'm not like expert at it or anything. I'm better at wall jumping than I was at uh, the Super Metroid like run and jump. <laughs> to be honest. Oh yeah. <laughs> but I'm I still think... bad at that. Yeah. I'm so bad at like the screw attack, like getting that the chain accurately. That's hard. I, I'm decent at the wall jumping, but I I liken that to there was a glitch in Left 4 Dead where if you played as the hunter, you could you could face away from a wall and jump straight up and then like land on the wall and jump again, which is essentially the same thing as the wall jumping in this game. And so That's I liken true. it to that. Where I was just like I got really good at that, and so now I'm really good at wall jumping in Metroid. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because you could get the, the hunter on the very top of Mercy Hospital and insta-kill people when you jumped on them. <laughs> was it, was it Mother Brain that had killed everyone on this planet then in the past? And that's why she's here now? I think it's supposed to be Ridley that did. Okay. Ridley's mm-hmm. not even on this planet until midway through the game, though. Some, for some Except for the reason. part where they had that statue with two heads. Yeah, that didn't make like, a whole lot of sense. It's like, hey, you have to beat these, I guess. Why are they here? I don't know. <laughs> Isn't also this is yeah this is the same planet as as the planet you go to in Super Metroid which takes place like four games later. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a Turian segment. Yeah. You mean other brain? Yeah. Okay, that's the only part that's from Super Metroid. Is that one little part? I think so, because that's that's Ooh, the very no. beginning. Oh, the beginning the planet, where you right? get the morph ball is also in Super Metroid. I haven't oh, played Super Metroid. Camera oh, there. Exactly. I don't, yeah. I don't know what I said, but suddenly I am getting ads for. Okay, sorry. This is I'm like I have the wiki open and I'm just every page I open, I'm getting ads for like um like maxi pads and I don't know why. Because <laughs> <laughs> we started talking about Samus, so they're I'm like, sorry. Oh, I'm gonna tell you this. <laughs> think about what I said during this podcast because I wasn't getting them before the podcast. <laughs> because boobs. Because bo- I said because boobs and they're like, Oh, this this person's talking about boobs, they must need maxi pads. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so weird all of a sudden a giant ad for like maxi pads or something i i do gotta like i know in the original metroid game all they had for the for the the two bosses before mother brain were craig and ridley which i know you built kill both and they open up that leads to the final area of mother brain and right. i know this game i mean this game didn't really only added i think i want to say well not including the end part but it did add like another boss that's well maybe two bosses like you have the you have that mini worm that chases after you for a couple scenes in this game mm-hmm. I was cool. didn't mm-hmm. like that part. It wasn't hard to kill, but it was cool. It made me was, um Was Robo Hitler in the first game? I mean, Mecha Ridley? Uh, I don't know. Because <laughs> that was in the last part. That was new. Okay, no, so that was on it wasn't in the first game. No. Okay. And then that, uh, <laughs> that bug creature that falls through the floor and like dies later. That was cool, too. Yeah, <laughs> I, I really liked that fight. Every time I, mean, it annoyed I me, but any I like sort of like enemy comeback in a game with cybernetic parts, all I can think about is, is Robo Hitler. <laughs> Which I guess, uh, I went to... <laughs> that's from Wolfenstein, right? Yeah, yeah, 
Okay. My Leben. Yeah, you fight Hitler. You fight Hitler's head on a giant like RoboCop style <laughs> body. Like that Ed you know, I've, body. Never, I've never played any of the Wolfenstein games, really. Interesting. Just play the new order. The order is really good. If only we had mm-hmm. some kind of podcast. <laughs> you shouldn't play that in a week. That's too much game in a week. <laughs> we play well, we'll find a way. We okay. did Doom. We did Dark uh, Souls. Wanna... We can handle Wolfenstein. <laughs> Same style. <laughs> I, the fight with Kraid, I really like. I mean, I know it's kind of a, a repeat from the fight in Super Metro where Kraid is a giant, green, ugly, fat Jabba the Hutt monster that's rising up out of the ground and shooting things at you, but that I really did enjoy that fight in this game. He looks way better yeah. than he does in the original Metroid game. I think when Nintendo goes out of its way or anyone working on a Nintendo game goes out of their way to make something multi-level and huge in scope like that, I really appreciate that. I know in yeah. Phantom Hourglass, it did some crazy stuff like that on the DS as well, and I just appreciate the shit out of that. Yeah. Plus, Kraid's real. cool to look at. <laughs> And the original yeah, Kraid took up five screens. And the only reason I know that is because of the Star Bomb song, where Kraid sings, oh, yeah. You're gonna die, motherfucker. I take up five screens. Turn this beer first, guys. And you'll go down easy. All right. I, I, I just that didn't convert to feces. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded horrible in the, edit, in the recording. <laughs> it won't be cut out, by the way. Either. Oh, great. Just me singing Star Bomb. Let's just make that a part of every show. I'll sing every. We'll make that the intro from now on. We'll just get rid of Bulby and just put that in there and be (laughs) Sue singing. (laughs) Make sure none of our listeners continue past for a bit. Just whining out Starbomb lyrics. You said these guys were good. The fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna single-handedly ruin Aaron and Dan's entire career. I'm gonna take down the game rooms, (laughs) singing their songs terribly. Like I also I really like the way that the game traverses as you're as you're getting farther in the game and the more and more like messed up that the world kind of gets. I felt like you're more as you're digging into a planet and there's it, I just I like the I love the atmosphere this game gives you. And as you start getting deeper in, yeah. you do see the Chozo ruins more. Like I really like that too. I and mean, that was really cool to me. And everything mm-hmm. felt pretty good. There was one energy tank that I saw multiple times in like one of the early rooms. I never could get to even with the high boots. I just could never freaking get it. It was pissing me off, but I didn't need it. <laughs> That's was it the one that was in the ceiling? Yes. <laughs> they gave the free something and stand on it. Oh. I never had them, by the way. Yeah, you always got to freeze those little... Uh, My brain doesn't work. ...fan fiddler crab things that fly. I don't know the name of any of the enemy. In this game, I know. I first... Yeah, the green things that... Okay, I know what you're talking yeah. about. I, I Hold on. Let me open. I meant to have it open, but I fucking forgot. That's okay. That's what we do in the show. Yeah. Hey, it is worth I mentioning. Plug that... my microphone in this time. Hey, so, that's a that's a start. It is <sighs> worth mentioning the uh, the composer of this game is the same composer that was on Super Metroid, Kenji Yamamoto, who also did, oh, nice. did all the Metroids. Uh, and... This game had music. <laughs> Are you kidding me, Mike? No, I'm not. I plugged in my headphones into the computer, but the <laughs> headphones are not in my ear. I just plugged in, so I wouldn't have to hear anything. This. Uh... I'm not kidding either. I didn't like. I just. I'm like. I don't need. This game had fantastic music. The, the like overworld. I don't know what to call it. I guess just like the overworld standard theme is. It sounded like um something out of like Ocarina of Time. Like it sounded like the Temple of Time for Ocarina of Time. It had like kind of. It's not quite chanting, but it was like oh, it sounded like the Halo music. Oh, a little bit. Yeah, but it had, a lot of it's all remixes of the old stuff. It had that like cool. like it felt like Zelda music. It it felt so much like Zelda music that I was looking up to see if. Kenji Yamamoto ever worked on a Zelda game, and he was only the he was only a 
a supervisor in Breath of the Wild. He never worked on any of them previously. <laughs> well, there's some other rocket tunes later in the game too. Yeah. Keep going. I, I tried. Okay. I just I couldn't do it. Did the, the original Zelda come first or did Metroid come first? Great. What? The original Zelda come first or did Metroid come first on the on Nintendo Famicom? I would think the original Zelda came first. Original uh, Zelda, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Was the original like, Metroid was eighty six. Because like back then you have like Zelda and Metroid were very similar, and then they went down very different paths. Yeah. Where Metroid kind of retained that style. And you Zelda... argue one path was more successful than the other. <laughs> but yeah, but it's, yeah, but it's like these two franchises were ones very similar. Okay. Kind of diverged. Oh, interesting. The Legend of Zelda came out February twenty first, nineteen eighty six. The original Metroid came out also in eighty six. What month is it? Gotta go all the way back up to the top of my list here. The original Metroid came out in August 86, so it came out a few okay. months later. So there were probably people sharing teams and all that, probably very similar DNA. Yeah. Well, I imagine that's all of Nintendo, is them just like talking to their teams and being like, hey, we need some music for this. You got anything yeah. that you didn't use in Zelda? <laughs> but I mean, like, also just like the way, like, exploration and like the style, because mm-hmm. like Zelda is like a very free form exploration of like, burn a bush, maybe. You can find something, yeah. maybe. Like, Nintendo had oh. that. Nintendo has that, like, that, that level design that. It's just in like every even like into 3D Nintendo games, they have that like very specific level design that's just works so well. Uh, yeah, like we're going to hide something that's... around this corner. Like if you play and if you're a Nintendo fan and you play any Nintendo game, you start to notice like like I bet there's a secret hidden there because I've played enough Nintendo games to know there's a secret <laughs> hidden in that crevice. Yeah, that was uh, definitely back in the age of games when they used to have secrets. There were actually secrets. Mm. Like, uh, I don't want to bring up Phil Fish, but like even he went on record to say something, which most people gave him shit for, like went on record to say that like Japan needs to up their secrets because their games suck now. (laughs) Big talk from Phil Fish. What's that guy doing nowadays? Oh, nothing. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I just, I I was annoyed. (laughs) With the sound effects in this game, I know they're good. I know the music's good, but it just annoyed me listening to the shooting. I don't know. I just, I got annoyed. Does, <laughs> so anyone, I get, um, does anyone get like unreasonably upset when you're playing a game and you see a waterfall and there's nothing behind it? Yes. No. What the no. fuck? Like we've agreed on this game. This is where things are supposed to be. Oh, and there was a scene where you had to walk through walls in this game randomly for no reason. I laughed and remembered our first episode. Mm-hmm. That fucking area where like the. It was like piping, and the piping started getting destroyed, and you had to climb over it in time with it being destroyed. It was so... That was fucking tough to, for me, because I yeah, suck at platforming. It doesn't, it doesn't look like something you could climb, either, at first. No, yeah, yeah. You just have to know that you can, like, jump on it and kind of... This the game... The one you need the bomb, and then, like, as it gets bombed, you just jump. Yeah, yeah, and this game has, like, ledge climbing, which I wasn't expecting. <laughs> But you I mean, this, game is like, this game is like fake outs where it, you think it's going to be like a hot lava thing and then it's just not. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of I don't, this is I always credit. I credit a lot of this in the original Super Metroid, too. In our original Super Metroid episode, I mean, where these guys just get level design. They just un, like they just understand how people will feel when they get to an area perfectly. You'll fall like mm-hmm. you'll, you're falling in lava and you land on something. You're like, oh, thank God. And I guarantee you, like 95% of the people that play this game have the same experience. They're like, oh, thank God. I thought it was lava. Yeah. Like they're they're so consistently good about tricking you or like playing like a little prank on <laughs> their players. Oh, I never if it wasn't for the fact that I watched a video like I was I, I got lost in a couple cars where they have the fake the fake acid. 
And I'm like, where do I go? And then I looked, and like, he just jumps in the ass, and it goes away. And I'm like, oh, it's fake. I'm like, I would have never, <laughs> never figured that <laughs> shit out otherwise. Yeah, Metroid's still a lot more trickier than Zelda, I would think. Like, it's a little more yeah. able to say fuck you, where Zelda's kind of more like, you'll get it. I believe in you. Mm-hmm. Hence, Metroidvania. <laughs> I love Castlevania Metroidvania games. I am not as big a... I like, because I like leveling up when I'm exploring, so then if I get lost, I don't feel like I got lost for nothing. I come out stronger. Where in a metric game, I get lost if I don't use a guide, and I don't come out stronger. I just come out knowing the map better, which I guess in one sense I'm stronger in quotations, but I, it doesn't have the same effect for me. Your mind is yeah. stronger, even though Samus is not. Yeah. <laughs> I need Samus to be stronger, damn it. Check out Mind Stronger on Netflix. Mind Stronger. I also like that this game didn't feel as dominant about needing missiles for everything you do, like in Super Metroid felt to me when I remember. Like I thought yeah. that was kind of nice. Like I mean, you get missiles, you use them, but they're not necessary for every little thing you do in this game. Mm-hmm. Wasn't Super Metroid also like five missiles per door? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was also it was super annoying because you could absolutely run out of missiles if you weren't if you weren't like keeping track of it. I mean, I, I ended that game with a shitload, but because I was playing like very conservatively and not using my missiles, so I didn't have to. <laughs> like I barely ever used missiles on bosses yeah, until the very end. Play survival horror game. Yeah. You're very conservative. I'm not. That's true. I mean, I didn't use a lot. I mean, I use missiles all the time on bosses. Like, I just didn't. I just unload on them. To this day, I regret. Um, I regret when we played Stalker not making everybody count how much, like, how much ammo and <laughs> medicine they had at the end to see what everyone's like uh, different play style was. We should do that next time we play like a Resident Evil. Everyone should say how much handgun ammo they have left over. Yes, please. Let's do that. That would be <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Me and Stefan will be like, our entire box is full. Mike is like, I ran out first room. I don't know. I didn't find anymore. I don't run out, but I, I, I shot I out a wall. <laughs> yeah. Let's get reloaded from that. Oh. <laughs> well, say, one, like, one thing that did confuse me in this game is like as you progress through the game after you kill Kraid, like you see a cutscene with Ridley sitting in his ship. One, I have no idea how he pilots that ship, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> well, and uh, I have other questions about that because can't Ridley fly through space? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think this came up. I, I think this actually. I think this joke came up on an earlier episode too because I think I I related it to Kraid has wings and he can survive in space and he can fly through space. Me Ridley. Uh, yes, I Ridley. Ridley's fat. Has fat. Um, but Ridley has a spaceship. And then I thought about it, and I was like, well, I can walk and breathe oxygen, but I still drive everywhere. <laughs> Maybe he came from a really faraway place, and he's like, yeah. this is faster. Yeah. Well, Ridley's also like, he's, you know, he's a busy guy. He's also like an overlord, thing. so he, he probably yeah. thinks flying on a ship is like, you know, like regal. His mom's always making him do chores. I mean, taking out the trash, cleaning the pool. <laughs> He's like second in command, third in command. He's a busy space pirate. He's got to go out and pirate things in space. Cleaning the eye knots off the That's what Ridley's crime is. He flies out to the space McDonald's and he downloads a movie in the parking lot and McDonald's still got a bounty on him. That's how Samus got involved. I feel like this is more a personal story than than Ridley, huh? (laughs) There's a great joke in uh, The Guild, if anyone's ever watched The Guild, where uh, everyone's like obsessed with playing this online like wow inspired game called the guild and one of the guys like gets kicked out of his apartment and so he just drives around like a mcdonald's drive through over and over and over again ordering only like the cheapest thing on the menu so that he can use their wi-fi and continue playing the game he's got like a van going through the drive through every five minutes no only me i like the guild i remember the guild i don't remember that, remember that though 
can't remember the guy's. The guy is great. I haven't seen him in much of this. He, he shows up as like a, a side character. I was the bald dude. All I remember is Felicia Day. Felicia Day. So. Same. And Will Wheaton was in it. I met mm. Felicia Day. He's very nice. Will Wheaton is also in Big Bang Theory. So the, what can you do? I imagine Felicia Day was too, because fucking everybody was. The show was on for like 14 years, so <laughs> makes sense. And half of them were also in Doctor Horrible. So what can you do? That's true. And they need to redo Doctor Horrible. Get All right, what else, think of the well, so we're talking about Ridley. So like did Ridley just like fly down <laughs> Oh, I want to talk about Doctor Horrible. <laughs> <laughs> so, Neil, so, Neil Patrick Harris is gonna be in the new Matrix movie. I'm down for that. Is that Which isn't related to anything, but I just think it's weird <laughs> I want to talk I I wanna mention it so that everybody uh, listening can think it's weird too. It is weird. I don't know who he's gonna play or what role he's in, but just imagine it and let's all be surprised. <laughs> all right. So the like, so Ridley's in the ship. He comes down, and I feel like the Ridley fight was I liked it more in this game than I than I remember liking it in Super Metroid. I mean, mm-hmm. it didn't seem too bad. I thought Ridley really looked awesome as hell with the pixel art in it, that they did for him. Like it yeah. was a fun fight too. And one of the mechanics I really like about Metroid is that every boss fight you do, they always find a way for you that the boss spits something out for you to refill your missiles and refill your health. And I really like that for a guy who sucks at these type yeah. of games. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I have to save space. I didn't really care. I will say, this Ridley fight was real easy for me, at least. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't hard. But the one in Fusion is like really hard. It really gets you. This is really funny to me. The idea of like you punch Ridley in the stomach as Samus and just he starts vomiting up missiles, just like, just like, like that's all he eats is rockets. (laughs) <laughs> you hit him in the gun, it's just like bleh, rockets start flying out, and you're just like, oh great, I can use this to reload. That'd actually be a cool fan fiction if Ridley was just eating bounty hunters, and they all had rockets on them. That's the only thing he can't digest, there's some casing on the rocket that he can't digest. It's just that Samus is so fast thinking that she can use the salvage into her own missiles and whatnot. I actually, I'm glad, I'm glad we played this game, if only because I always saw that Ridley, I always saw like that gif of Ridley floating around and I didn't know what game it was from and as soon, like when I got to that fight I was like oh okay like I finally ran across this presumably it would be in some Metroid game but I always saw that like that little gif of him his, his weird like claw like he's like squeezing his claws together <laughs> to look intimidating I guess and his mouth is wide open oh, and he's shooting the fireballs if I had to yeah if I had to describe at it right now. Uh, that gif in a noise it would be Bleh! Like that's that's the closest I can get to. Everyone, look at the gym and Should listen to my voice over it. <laughs> it just rockets come flying out. I can remember. Is, is there a lot of Ridley screaming in this game? Uh, yes. Well, yeah. <laughs> Not in my version. Because like I remember oh, God, Fusion man. again. Fusion was really happy on, on Ridley screaming. screaming. Uh, I mean, I just I think we this game was just really interesting to me you know, altogether. Mm-hmm. I was surprised. And then, like, what? How did you yeah. guys have a hard time with the mother brain fight and going through all that mess to get yes. to her? Okay, it wasn't just me. I, I would not have gotten it in like four tries if I wouldn't have been using save states. Because I, I tried to do it legit the first time, and the second time, and the third time. Then I said, "Screw this shit." I just save state the rest of it because it. I was getting fucked in in that in that getting to her, but especially just that fight because you get hit and you fall in the lava, and that lava just. And you're trying to get jump out of the lobby and you keep getting hit by laser cannons and the yeah. red balls and so it's it's essentially the same as the NES version because I I've actually played the NES, NES version to where I got the bikini suit Samus and I feel kind of proud of that. But um 
yeah it's the, it's it's basically the same thing well, thank you where uh when you get down to Tyrion, i believe it is there's a bunch of metroids yeah. and you finally have the ice beam and you can freeze them which is the only thing that really stops a metroid and then after you work your way through i don't know like 20 rooms or something you finally get to mother brain and what mother brain is is it's this huge brain with an eyeball encapsulated in a glass shield and everything around you is trying to shoot you. So there's like two things on top of you, two things in the, on the bottom of you, mother brains trying to shoot you. And I think space pirates or something else is in there. No, like missiles. no, no, not the red, something balls else. And... Yeah. Red balls. And so you're getting, you're trying to not get hit by at least 10 things. And then if you do, because you're on a small platform, you fall into lava and get burned. <laughs> so it's it's not an easy fight by any standards. I'm actually not surprised you stayed stayed at that one, Mike. It's not it's not oh. easy. <laughs> and also, you reminded me how messed up and how just like like I, I not I shouldn't say messed up, but how scary. Like I have always heard people talk about how scary Metroid are. I'm like, yeah, they weren't that big of a deal in Metroid. And then I ran across my first Metroid in this game. And it oh, yeah. scared to sh and it was like these things are vicious as hell in this game. Like I was like, okay, I understand now. Well, I always had the same reaction because I was like, the only Metroid I knew of and was in Super Metroid was the Metroid Larva. And I was like, oh, this thing's like just like a little yeah. cute little animal that follows you around. Yeah, and then the Metroid starts showing up in Zero Mission. I'm like, what the fuck? You're not little. <laughs> you're not cute little babies. Get off of me. It's great too because yeah. they like come out of the dark, like from the background, and just kind of yeah. rush oh, you. Yeah. So spooky. <laughs> It's, scary. it's even spookier with the music on, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, tried. Like, little, like, I really noise. tried. I just couldn't do it. I'm just not, not a big music person in general. Like, I mean, well, again, my favorite, one of my favorite artists to listen to is Taylor Swift. So, again, my opinion is out the window for music. Uh, and Nickelback. <laughs> Taylor Swift can be like spooky Nickelback scary, a lot. I assume. I don't listen to her. <laughs> it's not. Ooh, I'm scared. And you are to collab together as well. with Nickelback Taylor Swift single. <laughs> Well, here's a funny thing I haven't been able to bring, I haven't brought up on the show. Like, our intro starts with a tape being put in. Uh, actually, it's a, I think an SNES thing being popped into the cartridge, but there's also a Taylor Swift song as the same kind of in sounding right at the beginning of one of her songs, which is not a, we, yeah, I didn't do it. DJ yeah. created the intro, but I was like, ah, you know, ah, that's cool. Well, that's funny <laughs> because I hear that and all I can think of, it sounds like, like somebody's loading a Nerf gun every time I hear it. I think it's supposed to be a Super Famicom game being popped into it. I think it's I think what he it recorded. Is, yeah. But just, I, it's the same noise as somebody loading a Nerf gun. So, so there's, that's for our audience to ruin the intro for everybody. <laughs> All you're going to hear is a Nerf gun now. <laughs> and if you're like me, you'll hear the Nerf gun being loaded and you'll get like tangling down your spine because you think you're about to get shot with a Nerf gun. Kinda, what happened to you? I'm curious. Uh, I had mean cousins. Okay. <laughs> and friends. I can I relate to, to that. I used to play Nerf uh, because, we were, <laughs> because, we were, because we were nerds, lonely nerds. We'd go to a friend's house and we'd have like these massive Nerf wars, which was awesome. But then like the next day we all come into school and we'd have like black eyes because we just shot each other in the eyes all the time. <laughs> I had uh, I felt so bad. There was a, a friend of mine really I went to high school with. I She was running up a stairwell and I was sitting at the top of the stairs with what I thought was the coolest Nerf gun ever. It was a double barrel shotgun Nerf gun that like actually had shells that popped out when you loaded it. Oh, <laughs> that's shit. awesome. She ran up the stairs. Also, I I uh, I sawed off the barrel too. Because why not? 
Oh, she ran up the stairs, and I pointed at the stairwell and shot, and both darts came out, and it hit her in both her eyes. <laughs> she Are you sure you just shoot somebody and you're just trying to cover it up? Yeah, I shot somebody right in the face, uh, and I asked, I told the cops it was Nerf. They were like, what's with all this blood? And I was like, Nerf is crazy. Nope. <laughs> but yeah, she had, she had two black eyes, and the next day went to school, and she was telling everybody that Stuart gave her two black eyes, and I was like, you can't say that. You can't say I gave you two black eyes. You have to give context. Hope this is not my cousin's blood. She was <laughs> like, she's like no, you, you deserve this. And I was like, ah. Uh. I think I just go around punching people in the face. <laughs> both fists and both their eyes. Okay. She got me back oh, later. Seven. She got me right. Since, since like you that. played the original Metroid, how did this? How did the final thing hold up compared to the original one? I mean, it's mostly the same. It's mostly the same. I would say it's a little easier in this version, obviously. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like you could spam a lot better in the original than you can in this one. It's a little more locked down to how many you can shoot per tap, but and second. But uh, yeah, I'd okay. say that the original was harder. Okay, like I mean, that, that, that older hardware. That older hardware, you could break the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, same as she was a lot more floatier, jumping wise, so that kind of helped. Now, y'all know the uh, the unlock you get when you beat the game, right? No. Oh. You unlock the original Metroid on the cart. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. yeah. So you can go play it if you want with yeah. your uh, beat and save. No, I don't want to. It's like an well, actual, can... like, emulated version within the game, which is really cool. I don't know. I can emulate it other ways. What, what was that? Um, well, you, you, should, you should be able to do it now, Mike, if you... Because uh... they also offer that when you beat uh, Fusion and Prime and you connected them with the GameCube stuff, you can unlock it there, too. Yeah, because that's all its own uh, virtual console as well. So they really wanted you to play Metroid, because I, th- I think that was also its own GBA cart. When is, um... Yes, it was. Yeah, classics. Now that Nintendo's releasing a bunch of classic games on the Switch, I really hope that all the Metroids make their way to it eventually. They should. They really mm-hmm. should. I don't know if any of them are on there right now, um, but I would definitely do like to see. Super Metroid is. I'm pretty Super sure. Metroid is because it's in the uh, NES or S- S- NES S- thing S- that they release. Um, can we just can we just pause for a second and talk about and like theorize why doesn't Nintendo just release back catalogs? Like, okay. Why yeah. is that a thing? Because it's... they're Disney and they want that you know that value. Well, like, they've started doing it more. And, like, I don't know. The thing is, like, they released... This is one of those things where, like, I'm annoyed at Nintendo and I love Nintendo at the same... Just constantly. Just forever. I will forever love and be annoyed by Nintendo. (laughs) Yeah, 100% agreed. Yes. (laughs) Like, they they need to release their back catalog. But they have done on the Switch. They released the NES and the SNES for free, which is fucking awesome. I mean, for free as long as you have the online... You just have to have one of the online... It's like twenty dollars oh, okay. a, a year. Yeah, but still, you get the all like a bunch of NES games, a bunch of SNES games, um, which is how, how I've played a couple games we've done, I think, uh, so far. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And like, yeah, it's free. Game. And at one time, I like. On one hand, I'm like, "This is awesome, Nintendo! You released a bunch of free games that I love. Sick." On the other hand, I'm like, "You could have charged for it, and if you charged for it, then." They would have seen like a lot of money come in, and that might have, that might have like, you know, made them feel like they could release older games and throw a bunch of their back catalog. They did the that Switch. already. They did the virtual console for Wii and Wii U. Yeah, yeah, but the problem was that I was on the fucking Wii U. Like a lot more people have switches. And than some Wii U's. dumbasses 
some dumbasses bought Metroid two or three times on different Wii's. I don't know any of those dumbasses personally, but I know some people did. <laughs> Here's the thing, too. Every time they, they, they go back and they release new entries in those franchises here and there. But every time, it's like there's an excuse. Like, oh, Kid Icarus doesn't control that well. Oh, Samus Returns isn't on Switch, so I'm not going to buy a 3DS and play it. Oh. You know I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. like they give these chances, and every, every time people fail to do the thing that they should do and support them <laughs> and in the hopes of getting something else out of it. Because like, that's kind of what happened here with, like, Fusion and Metroid Prime did really well. So we got Zero Mission and Prime 2 and all that other stuff, and then Metroid stopped being good again. And Metroid, mm-hmm. don't forget Metroid Prime Pinball, which I think... And Hunters. Did, did really <laughs> well, I, think. I never, never even played. I didn't even know it was actually a mainline series kind of game until... We were recording this episode. And I was reading the timeline. I'm like, oh, it's actually part of the timeline. <laughs> I think when well, DC was, like, was like big on the DS because that demo came with all those launch game, uh, DSs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Back Hunters when DJ was on the show, and we did see Metroid. We kept talking. We went into length about how Metroid Prime Pinball was actually really good and did really well. <laughs> and it it was good for being a pinball game. Like it did surprisingly well. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's about time that we should. Uh, they got Nintendo is and not Konami, and they weren't like every game's a pinball game now. Like, oh, this game what? had a had a fake out because you you beat the game for anyone that you know you really oh, you're playing yeah. you're playing the original Metroid. I had to mm-hmm. off. I I, well, I don't feel sorry. It's okay. <laughs> but I, the game ends not you. The I, other I, I forgot. I'd forgotten about this entirely. So I'm glad you said it. <laughs> I had it written down, but. <laughs> And then you have, and then you have, you beat, you beat Mother Brain, you escape, you get in your ship, you're flying off, you're like, yeah, I beat the game. I mean, I already knew, of course, because this is, you know, came out over ten years ago, and I did like the fake out where all of a sudden she's escaping, and and, and to me, I don't know why, but as I was watching a, a stupid cutscene of it, and you see all these little ships like gang up on her, it reminded me of like some stupid thing saying, this is how sperm works. Here's the egg, and they surround it. I don't know why. <laughs> That's what popped in my head. Doctor DNA shows <laughs> up. It's like, oh, Doctor DNA. <laughs> I love Doctor DNA. Uh, he's off. Back to DNA just needs to be in everything. Um, <laughs> and, I, and, and then they blow up her ship, and then she abandons her well, suit in the ship. I'm going to stop you right there. They blow up her ship and her clothes, which felt <laughs> a little. I get that it's her power suit, and that like zero suit is still what she's wearing underneath of it. I think what happened is that they they started attacking her. She had an abandoned ship, and she couldn't get her her suit back on. It's not that they blew it up; it's that just, there was no, no her time suit for was her destroyed. To... Was it? Yeah, it was destroyed with the ship. So I guess like it's... she wasn't wearing the suit. Maybe it was in the ship and it got blown up. But in my mind, what happened was she was wearing the suit. The ship got blown up, and the suit got blown off of her like anime style. I was like, this is this is a little a little much. I'm okay with it. I was like, I kept going back and forth. Where I was like, I like gameplay wise, it's great because you you suddenly play as like completely vulnerable Sam, uh, Samus. Mm-hmm. I was like, which uh, was like, really cool. Yeah, like this, this, this game becomes crazy. Metal Samus for a little bit. I did like that. That it felt like a Metal Gear game where you're sneaking about. Like you had yeah. one of the early scenes when you're in the Zero Suit. All you have is a, a freaking shitty little gun, and I think you're crawling in a vent or something. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you see all it's these space really fighters just running below her. It's a really cool scene. By the way, got, her, her yeah. animations in that segment are really good. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. her running animation is boss. You have mm-hmm. um, you have like the pistol that you see in so many fucking pictures of Samus that she never uses until this game. Well, yeah. also this was like I I never played this game before, so my first experience with Metroid Metroid 
suit zero suit samus or zero suit samus what the hell man that's right for was from brothers. smash brothers melee yeah. i think we want to say oh, brawl. Melee? Brawl. 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 Yeah. okay brawl. Brawl. yeah and that was, a, that was yeah it was like oh shit you play as you can play as um zero suit samus that was, that was like i knew nothing i mean it was in this game but i knew nothing about it until we played and i experienced it and I thought it was like, I mean, yes, you you keep all you keep some of your powers, but you still have the stupid. Which I had I had forgotten to mention this, but I really need to mention it. Why the fuck is the power grip a power up in this game? Like you can't just grab ledges normally. Like that that was the shittiest, most important power up in this entire game. Like it pissed me off. Bounty hunting is hard, Mike. Yeah. Okay, yeah. just give her some slack. <laughs> well, the power is like uh, <laughs> it's like the um it's like the Spartan suit from Halo, where it like all the power is in the suit. And she's just piloting it. Oh yeah. It's also her <laughs> her her first slash zero missions. She needs to learn how to grab the walls. Yeah. Even though I, technically by this point she's still some world renowned bounty hunter. So I don't know. What was um this is my new definition of uh millennial is people who remember when ledge grabbing became a thing in video games. <laughs> there was like so many games wow. where that was never a thing, and then suddenly it started Very showing real. up everywhere. Again, I think Fusion had it the whole time. It was never an issue. It wasn't in the it takes uh, place at the end of the timeline, so and no one remembers. I don't think ledge grabbing was in Super Metroid too, either, was it? I don't yeah. think so. Yeah. So the first game uh, I remember having it was, I think, um, Jack and Daxter, or maybe yeah. it might not even have been until Jack and Daxter two. I don't know. I just, I mean, there was a very clear point where suddenly every game had ledge grabbing, and we were like, oh, thank Christ! Like there was a point where you could not swim in any video game, and suddenly you can swim in every video game, and shit is way better. Castlevania <laughs> 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 comes to mind. To the point when you, yeah, to the point you'll go back and play like the original Sly Cooper, and you'll fall in water and die, and you're like, what the fuck? I thought this was a video game. <laughs> or it's like when they have mirrors, and then sometimes you'll see stuff in the mirrors, and sometimes it'll yeah. just be opaque. One of those I'm things that glad. never existed until it then, and then everybody had it. <laughs> That the scene where you where you are zero suit Samus doesn't overstay its welcome before you get your suit back. Like I mean, you have a few moments you got to sneak around. You have alarms going off. You have, but I it felt decent to me. It didn't feel overwhelming. It didn't feel too much. It was kind of a cool thing. It was a gimmick. It was there, and then it goes away. And I was I was okay with it because when you get your suit back earlier, we had mentioned you get these three items that don't do anything because you can't read Chozo whatever Chozo, and then you get you get <laughs> a read. new suit. I can't read apparently either. I loved it when you get your powered up suit. You get the various suit, is it? My the yeah. suit is just the name of her suit. And then the gravity suit, I think, at that point. Okay. Yeah. The gravity and suit when is you the... get fully powered up. Okay, that was it. when I got to finally kill all the pirates that were that were fucking me over earlier. There was a joy in my heart as I shot those pirates Ooh. straight. Yeah, just shot them all. Like, I'm like, you're uh, in my way. I don't. You're out of my way. So, oh, I, murder. We're all dumb. It's just called the fully powered suit. Oh, no, no, whatever. <laughs> He's like, what is it called when you get that suit that's fully powered up? I don't know it. It's just called the fully powered suit. The great thing about that, the last level there, it's, it's like a really tightly paced action scene. Just like you have the sneaking around and then it assumes you're going to get caught. And then it because it has all those ledges where you can hide. Then it's like oh, it all, yeah. like perfectly funnels you into like that Chozo area. Like it's all this... very specifically paced. Like there's space pirates at very specific points in different rooms. This is my favorite track in the game is when she's running and it does that like baseline where it's like doom 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 doom. I, I, I oh god, Mike. <laughs> it's my favorite track in the game. If anyone's curious, look up what it is. It's amazing. The entire soundtrack for this game, honestly. Um, <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm an was, asshole. Uh, what can I say? I really like that. I, I really like that like weird combination this game had of like fantasy sci-fi because the way you get the suit is <laughs> like you you like unlock a. Uh, more history of the world and like you unlock the suit through that and you get fully powered up it's like a it's like um it's like something out of like sailor moon where like it does like the flash and the suit appears on her so you're saying she's fighting pirates by moonlight yes we <laughs> met her by daylight keep going what you're trying to tell me yeah keep going i keep can't going. i've got to go. <laughs> just do the rest of the song right now <laughs> um, there's booing the in my background but uh so <laughs> yeah, it's I like I don't know something about some there's some media that tries to blend like fantasy and sci-fi. I think like nine out of ten times for me it always fails. And something about this game, it, like it felt really like it made sense because it was like it's sci-fi, but it's like there. the fantasy world of Zebes or Zebes or whatever. And the, the it's because you don't really know anything about the world. It's just yeah. all kind of there, and it kind of feeds you bits and pieces. And the shows mm-hmm. that are so mysterious on top of a mysterious just story. It's like, okay, I guess they can be magic. Whatever. Yeah. It's got that like that fantasy element to it where like you're uncovering mysteries of the past and then all of a sudden you're like you're like transforming into fully powered suit salmon. <laughs> I just heard a vaudeville voice when you did that, Stu. <laughs> mysteries of the past. Mysteries of the past. It's <laughs> <laughs> also implied throughout that like the, the Chozo are like more earth based and less technology focused, except when they are, because they have all the ruins and all those statues, and then like the space pirates and the people make all those uh, space stations and stuff. Unlock the mysteries of the Chozo on this episode of Super Metroid. <laughs> <laughs> that, was good. that was good. Don't forget your paralyzer pistol. I was gonna say the one thing the one critique that I had coming into this was that the last level seemed very isolated and you really couldn't get back to the main world. Except yeah. then I found the map before we started and there's totally a way back to the regular part of the, oh, the game. There is? But I guess Samus was abroad the whole time. Yeah, if you, if you if once you get power, if you explore those like super missile and power bomb doors, there is a way back. Oh, I didn't know that because I, I, I could go back and got that damn energy tank. Huh. Yeah, and I, I played this game for literally 13 years and I didn't know that until now. So there you go. You guys are having this conversation. I'm just trying to make Stefan laugh in the background. <laughs> Coming to a GameStop near you. <laughs> oh, I'm going to check okay. the list of bounties before heading out. Crack that demon raid right in the face. <laughs> final, final boss of this game. I mean, I, I should have... Well, final I mean, boss I was the final, like, final boss? Because there's two different final, final boss. Because the final, final bosses are those black space pirates. Yeah. That's oh, oh, good. <laughs> okay. Oh, I don't care about them. They don't count. They're just idiots that stand your way that I That's shot. I'm talking about Mecca Ridley. Oh. Mecca Ridley was an asshole. Yeah. Yes. And also, I mean, they built that body America really hit right in the face. If you if you do with super missiles though, you can take it out pretty easily at least. Mm. That's what I did. I um I saved and loaded it after each hit because I kept missing. <laughs> the game is hard. So yeah. I, had look, I had to look it up too because I thought Mecca Ridley was. Ridley, but it turns out it's just a robot built by Ridley in his own. Oh, I, I thought it was Ridley too, and they rebuilt him. No. I think in Prime, it's Ridley's rebuilt as Mecha Ridley. Okay. Okay. So I don't know how that differs, but okay, I don't know. Uh, the okay. Mecha Ridley in Zero Mission is just a robot that Ridley built that looks like Ridley. Okay, sure. Don't ask me how Ridley <laughs> built a robot. I don't know how much the space pirates do it. The, the space pirates do it. Yeah, but they have claws, and Ridley has like talons. <laughs> Like, they have technology. They have tools. I don't know. Maybe I'm stuck in my like 
worldview of having ten fingers and opposable yeah, thumbs. Because we have we have tools made for humans. We don't have yeah. tools made for space pirates. They would <laughs> yeah, probably look at our hands and be like, "Why do you have ten fingers? You don't need that." Yeah, <laughs> I think there's a great there's a joke in like Mass Effect at some point where you're talking to I think uh, I think a Batarian where he's like, like you goddamn humans are so clumsy, and some other guys like it's because they have four extra fingers. <laughs> totally, yeah, that useless. makes sense. <laughs> Actually, makes sense. He's got like All a right. screwdriver. Is like just three instead of like uh, instead of like the modules that have like the, the grip grooves in it for ten fingers. It's just like you need two of them. Like how the fuck does this work? Yeah. Could Ridley hold a? Could he hold the sword from Halo? Probably. Yeah, really I think he could because it just kind of gr- grips in there. All yeah. right, I think we, you guys ready to move on to questions? That crossover gonna happen. Well, I also just want to highlight real quick that that yes. last space pirate in the in the escape ship that just jumps out at you. Just a little oh, fun. Yeah. Fuck you if you're if you're too weak to to beat it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. This game it does the same thing as um I do like that it like it ends the same way that uh Super Metroid begins. I always like that. Metroid ends with like you escaping the lab and Super Metroid begins with you escaping the lab. And ends with you escaping the lab too, actually. A different lab. Yeah, also Super Metroid takes place well chronologically now way later. Well they all take place in the future, Mike, so Yes. Way, way galaxy later. far, far away. Uh, Star 29. 29. Is, is actually just worse. Yeah, haven't you <laughs> seen all the Chozo statues hanging around Minnesota? <laughs> it's a real menace. It does get pretty snowy around here soon, so starting. <laughs> just it look like a big hell. Sp- uh, sp- uh, you space, just gotta curl up in a ball, though. It'll warm you like a heater. You know, last year we could have, you know, it started. It was starting to look like Lost Planet last year with the freaking was with that Arctic freeze. I mean, I felt like I was playing Lost Planet, but in real life, walking around freezing to death. But that's a whole other story. <laughs> should I mention? I, we I should mention how uh, the weather is trying to kill me again. <laughs> yes, as we were talking oh, this yeah. week. What the fuck was it like? Is it Thursday? I think it was Thursday. I don't know. I, I think said, it's just a Tuesday to me. A Tuesday. I sent uh, at some point over the week. I had to send Mike and Stefan a quick message because I didn't know if I was going to be on this podcast because a fucking tornado hit us, oh, <laughs> like out of the sorry. blue, which uh, in Virginia Beach is very rare. Um, like, thankfully, I was awake and I was outside. I was like getting a drink in our garage. You were outside. I was. I was. Well, I was in our garage, and like all of a sudden, it started pouring down, raining. And like their garage door is about to fly off, and my phone started going crazy, and it was like, uh, "Tornado alert! Get into your basement now!" Which was funny because you don't know about Virginia Beach; you're not allowed to have basements here. <laughs> it's so swampy <laughs> and wet. <laughs> and so I had like, I had to go wake start up. Get a hole, Stu. I went to wake up everybody in the house because the whole house is just covered in fucking windows, of course. So I was like, "We gotta like get somewhere safe." Apparently, a tornado is about to kill us all. And we're standing on my fucking front porch and the sky. I've never seen this in my life. Never seen this before. I've seen we have a lot of uh, I think I've, I don't know if I mentioned this on the show before. I've talked to Mike and Stefan about this before. We have a lot of heat lightning. So like which is like purple. So I've seen the sky turn purple. I've never seen the sky turn fucking neon green before. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's 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 what I know for you. Yeah, we were looking outside. And we're like, I don't know. It doesn't look like it's going to hit us. I think it's fine. Fucking light green, neon green lightning hits the goddamn <laughs> It's across the street. We're like, oh, shit, let's get inside. Yeah. I told Stuart, I was like, I think he went to the other world because he told us he said he heard sirens, too. Yeah. From the base or something. Yeah, that base is pretty close <laughs> to us. And so I was waiting to hear the fucking sirens start going off. 
<laughs> I should have expected it because earlier earlier that day it started raining out of the blue and all the jets had to start flying back in because like I said there's a base around here so they fly all the like the the military fly their jets around here for practice and whatnot um and so at some point it just started raining out of the blue and all the jets started flying in at the same time so you'd see like six jets in a row going through this heavy rain and I was like oh god something bad is gonna happen today <laughs> that just it just looked menacing it looked like a scene out of Star Wars. <laughs> That's awesome. What's that? Star what? Uh, yes, Star Treks. Um, <laughs> it legitimately it looked like the fucking scene out of Rogue One when they're flying on that like rain planet to get Jin's dad. That's yeah. what it looked like. <laughs> like they were flying overhead, and in in my I was driving, and out loud I was like, dun 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 dun. All right. So I thought I was gonna die, and I was like, oh boy, I don't know if I'm gonna be on the podcast this week. My house might not be here. Apparently, it hit like half a mile from us. So, almost. Almost killed me. The game might have found good luck protecting you, saving you. Good luck. I'm convinced there's no such thing as good luck in Virginia Beach, okay? I went outside the other day, and there were fucking 200 crows across the street, and it was like like foggy outside. I was like, this is, I'm, this town is cursed. Were you nice enough? You should leave Silent Hill here. Silent Hill, Raccoon City combined one day. Because, you know, if if you're mean to crows, they remember, and they tell their family that you were mean. Crows are, he's not even kidding. Crows are insanely <laughs> dumb. He's not even kidding. Crows are very, very, very smart birds. Yeah. Like they, they will know people to avoid, people to be good to. Yeah. They also, people don't know this, crows can mimic human voices. You know, mm-hmm. like it's just like parrots and parakeets and whatnot, but crows can do it. When, not a lot of people are going to get this reference, but whenever I see crows, I think, ah, the eyes of the dark one is what, I always, what comes to my head, but someone got that joke somewhere else. If Julie, if think- you're listening, he got that joke. <laughs> I think of the line where the crow flies up and it's like, fuck you, fuck you. (sighs) Anyway. All right. I think it's time to move on to questions, comments, and memories. (laughs) Enough with my cursed city. (laughs) (laughs) I actually got a bunch for this. I got got a decent amount. I'm not going to read them all, but I have a couple I want to read. First one from David Lewis. He said, I legit think Zero Mission is the best playing 2D Metroid. You know, I think so far I agree, but I only played two. Everything just feels right, especially in terms of movement options. I honestly feel like Zero Mission should be the template going forward for 2D Metroid games. Samus Returns is similar, but still felt different enough to lose points in a few areas. One thing we hadn't really touched base on, this game is short. Like, you can beat it in three yes. hours, but that was enough. Like It was nice, short, sweet. I played it. I enjoyed it. I beat it. I moved out. Like I was completely okay with that. I do wish it was a little bit longer, but yeah. I also play a game every week for a podcast, so I'm okay when games are short, but that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's my own illness I suffer. Uh, another another comment from Ron Hutone. I do not know what this means, but I'm going to read it anyway. Any special pants you wore while playing? No, sir. I actually wore no pants sometimes. No pants. Because <laughs> I did not play this mobile. I played this in front of a computer. So All right. I was wearing um, <laughs> the MC Hammer parachute pants. <laughs> Hammer time. Dude, All right. Dude, dude, dude. I think he's asking Stephen you to wear it oh. <laughs> Okay. He said, I remember picking this game up on the way home as a kid. Got it. And the strategy guide played a lot of it. It was the second Metroid, Metroid I ever played. Fusion being the first. You know, it's a good... I mean, it's a good game and a good Metroid game. So, you know, that's not a bad... That's not a bad place to start. I mean... <laughs> I mean, it is a zero mission, but it's... At, I mean, I think it would be a really good intro point for a lot of people. If you haven't played this series yet and you're curious, you want to get in... This is the one yeah, to play for. Probably. I'd agree to that. Yeah. Yeah, this is a really good starting point. Yeah. Shoot, Metro was a lot harder for me being a guy. I mean, from what I remember from a year ago, 
who hadn't played a lot of Metroid games, it was very hard to get it. Where this one, I didn't have a problem with. I am basing that off of having only played Super Metroid and this. So, I mean, I, I think this is an easier starting point than Super Metroid. Super Metroid is. is still very hard to me, so I've not beaten it yet. So, take that for what you yeah, want. It, Once we play I mean, all the other games, maybe I'll say they're the best starting point. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, I played Fusion before, but I beat it, but I didn't beat it. But we'll talk about that in another episode. If um, we had only <laughs> played Super Metroid Other M, then I would have thought that was the best starting point. So, take that how you will. Okay. Uh, this one from Terry Chandler. He said, it's probably my second favorite Metroid after Super. Such a satisfying short little adventure that perfect, perfectly encapsulates what Metroid is as a series. And then just when you think it's over, wham, it becomes side-scrolling Metal Gear. Mark yeah. correct, sir. Mark correct. Yeah. So. It, it, it took us all by surprise, I think. Well, it took me by surprise, at least. I was not expecting this game to suddenly become a very different game in the last 10 minutes. I, well, I knew it was coming because I've been, I mean, I've, I've known of this game for years. I didn't have a Game Boy Advance. Like, that was one generation where I, I skipped it. I had Game Boy Color. I had Game Boy, but I never had a Game Boy Advance. So I, so some of these titles for me, are my, these, are, these are my first time ever digging into these. And a Nintendo DS. Better late than ever. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm very happy that I did finally play this. Metal and, Ridley. And doing research for this, I found out that there's a, there's a couple um, Metroid <laughs> mangas out there, which I did not know about. And I mm-hmm. am excited to start reading those. Apparently there's a number of uh, yeah Metroid manga because I was like I was like looking at the suits and I kept seeing it like I kept seeing like manga images of them. I was like, that's not in this game. Where's that from? It's like, oh, it's from the E manga. And I was like, well, shit, I got to read that. Yeah, that's where that's your story good. goes. The E manga is the best starting point for the Metroid series. And I got a few questions to read from the Metroid Homeworld Facebook group. So if you guys didn't listen to episode, thank you for some some, some commentary. Uh, one from Israel Israel. He said the best remake ever. I don't agree, but it was a pretty damn good. Well, I never played like, the original Metroid, I, but I enjoyed it. It's a good remake because I enjoyed I it. Like, and I don't like the first I, Metroid from what I played, but hey. I want you to <laughs> try and read that. Guy's another last question name. or another What's comment. E I D E. I don't know how to say it either. So we just put it real. I D E. I think would be E or E. I would think. I don't know. Okay. I do like you just calling Israel Israel, though, like Mario Mario. <laughs> from Kelden Icardi was my first Metroid game back then. I bought it in like 2005. I didn't know anything about the lore or the mechanics. It was a great introduction to this universe. Loved every bit of it. That is, that is, a, I mean, that is, I feel grateful for people. Not, I shouldn't say grateful. I feel awesome for the people that get to play certain games having no understanding what you're going into. And this would be a good game for that. Unlike Silent Hill. Do not play that if you don't know what the fuck's happening because you'll be fucked. Silent Hill's Hill. great. Ancestry.com, it is either ID or ID. So tell us how you right. pronounce your name. <laughs> See if Ancestry.com yeah, please, is right. right in. <laughs> All right. From curious. Gabriel Gold- Goldarian, he said, I'm currently replaying it and love how they use some arts and scenarios directly from Super Metroid, giving a great atmosphere and connection. But I don't really like the fact that the game gives you directions and marks on the map. I love that. Helping you too much. I disagree. I understand that the exploration of old Metroid games can be a little too frustrating when you don't remember something important to decide where to go, but this game helps the player more than it's needed. <laughs> Not for me. <laughs> you need it a lot. I'm kind of curious how old this person is, because I know once you get older, you have less time, and you're kind of you're kind of more okay with that. <laughs> when I was younger, well, I was like, oh, I want to explore everything, and now it's like, hmm. Oh, guide. <laughs> yeah. There's really no reason to anymore. Like yeah. if, it, if it helps you, it helps you. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Like mm-hmm. I think it's be better to have those options than not. It's definitely yeah. rare now that I will be the game and be like, oh, I wish that was longer. 
like, ah, yeah, thank, thankfully I'm done with that. I can go on to play the next game. <laughs> I, exactly. Even before this podcast, I would gravitate towards shorter games and skip longer ones in general. Like, I just, I don't want to, like, when I was a kid, I didn't have any, have any money. I would only play RPGs because that was the most bang for my buck. Right. But nowadays, Ooh. I'm like, I can beat it in three hours? Sign me up. But that's because <laughs> I don't have time. I felt about um, since I, I just beat Outer Worlds, and I was like, I wish that game was longer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, there is. It's called Fallout 76. Well, like, I think I, I beat that game in like 40 hours. It did like a pretty complete run of it. I was like, oh, man, yeah, that's pretty impressive considering you do this podcast. I know how much you work and everything else in your life. I'm impressed, sir. <laughs> I really wanted to play Outer Worlds. So. <laughs> well, I'm honestly impressed because I, I, I know more, about, I know a lot about all of us. So I'm like, oh, that's impressive on that much time. <laughs> Had like a week. Like, I was like, sleep. fuck it. I'm just going to play as much game as I can. <laughs> Didn't turn in a single All assignment right. at school. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> fuck you, teacher. I'm going to be playing Out of Worlds and not romancing right. anybody because it doesn't have romance. All right. It's fine, I, get, I guess. But whatever. Neither does Metroid. Uh, that's true. Yeah, but who you can you romance with Metroid. Metroid. I mean, they'll hug you and hold you and cuddle you until your light bar is zero. Doesn't that count? <laughs> I guess not. All right. <laughs> we do. Uh, <laughs> that's a symbol for more than anything of how make well that, uh, Make the Metroid dating <laughs> game happen. R and D too. <laughs> All right, make it happen. Well, I got a couple, a couple questions left to read. There are a couple <laughs> things I'm going to read. One from Michael Trevino. He said, "Does this game still show Samus in the Zero Suit if you beat it super fast, or lets you play a Zero Suit Samus? You just play a Zero Suit Samus when yeah. you beat the game." One of the endings is her in the Zero Suit. Um, <laughs> completing the game on normal or hard in under two hours and under 100 percent of the items, you get a picture of Zero Suit Samus. Yep, did that with okay. a friend. Yeah, it's her, like, turning around and looking at you as if you were, like, a voyeur. It's kind of a weird picture. <laughs> All right, last last comment I want to read from Daniel Melman. He said, I appreciate how open-ended it is, but it almost feels too open-ended. Disagree. Um, once you so understand the basic mechanics, there's pretty much no set path. You can go anywhere, <clears throat> anything, in any order, and that's fine. But compared to super slightly more labyrinth design, it makes sequence breaking feel less interesting. Less like I'm finding a cool alternate puzzle solution, and more like I'm choosing to ignore the waypoint. Mm. I disagree. I think this is the most like the most linear focus of all of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I for me I, it doesn't because I mean, you tell me where to go, so it was linear to me. It's but. certainly a lot more linear than Super Metroid was by. Uh, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I I think this was. I thought it was a good balance. I thought it was a good balance of like being pretty linear, but still having the option to. Go do other stuff if you want to. Like Pike was saying, you can go, you can get the shit completely out of order. I was saying that some yeah. people beat the bosses in reverse order. Um, <laughs> that's a whole that, speedrun category. Yeah, that's like a challenge in this game. Um, that people can just have with this game. So, I mean, that's, <laughs> I'd say it's linear, but it's not like, it's not linear to a fault. No, it's not. Yeah. And it's a good, it's a nice it's open world linear. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's like Metro. Metro, it's, it's linear, <laughs> but it feels open. I like. Uh, I see what you did I there, like, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way it felt. All right, I think it's time that we move to show for box. What do you think, guys? Sure. All right. Oh, Stefan, why don't you go first? Okay, I didn't know you were gonna pick me, but all right. <laughs> did we? Um, <laughs> did we say who picked this game in the beginning? I just realized. I, I thought we said I picked it. Okay. <laughs> no. Don't worry. I'll get to re-listen to it after we get done recording at some point and tell you. We didn't really introduce it either. We just started talking about it immediately. <laughs> Yeah, we <laughs> yeah, title will it. say Fuck Metroid it. Zero Mission. Let's so. introduce the game now. 
the yeah, best game. That's a great idea. We 2004 game made by R&D1 that dissolves soon after. <laughs> I can say all that. The original Metro. <laughs> all right, Stefan, since we bought you some time, let's see your shelter box. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I beat the original Metroid, and this is pretty much a remake of it. Uh, I do enjoy it as a remake. I remember reading the Game Informer review. I think it said something like, people didn't like the fact that it was a remake. I don't know why, um, but it basically one. is. Yeah, it's, uh, it's fine. Um, <clears throat> I think the uh, animation of it still holds up, too, like when you get on the save little safe pedestal and all the lights come up and everything it's definitely still part of the game boy advance era the graphics do look like that era but i think they hold up i think the game holds up um fighting mother brain is always fun i enjoy that uh so yeah i'll put it on my shelf okay i was just waiting for mike to interrupt me (laughs) just kidding yeah every time Crazy mic interrupting thing. Okay. The benefit of going uh, is you can interrupt Mike now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, Stuart, man, why don't you go next? Sure. I'm going to put this game on my shelf. I wasn't sure going into it if I was going to like it or not. I, I really like Super Metroid, but everybody likes Super Metroid, so <laughs> no surprise there. Um, and this game, I was like, I don't know a lot about Metroid. I Like I said, I've only played Super Metroid. I've barely, I was barely aware that other games existed. <laughs> Um, I just know that some people didn't like Other M, and apparently some people didn't like Prime, even though apparently Prime did really well, which I'm learning now. Prime 3 <laughs> um, is really good. Prime 3 is the bad one, okay. Prime 2 is also not great. But Maybe that's the one I was thinking of. But yeah, I wasn't... I Like I said, I don't know a lot about um, like the Metroid series, so going in, I was, I was, it was completely blind for me. And I end up really enjoying it. I usually don't uh, like platformer games that much. I tend to suck at them. But Metroid is nice because it's not a full platformer. Like, you're still battling space pirates the entire time. And it's got that, like, crushing atmosphere that I just love in games. The music is so intense, even though Mike wouldn't know that. Um, The music is so intense. (laughs) I tried. I tried. I just couldn't do it. It it sounds vaguely zelda at times. It's got that, like, early Nintendo sound to it, uh, despite being so, like, dark and isolating. Yeah, just the visuals. Like, every aspect of this game is great. The sound design, the visuals, just, it's got, like, when you get uh, her fully powered suit near the end, you're in this, you're in these, like, really dark areas, and it's just, like, this bright purple and yellow, which, if you see the suit by itself, I always think purple and yellow is such an ugly combination. But being in, like, that dark environment stands out so much more. Yeah, it works on her. I I said that, and then I realized I'm a Vikings fan. I'm like, what am I saying? (laughs) Yeah, well, at least you can... Um, go Nats, by the way, winning the fucking World Series. <laughs> sports, sports, go Nats. Sports um, yeah, podcast. so this game's going on my shelf. Go Nats. Okay, uh, Dominic, how about you? I mean, this this game has a like a special memory for me. I remember getting this in like February 2006, like Valentine's Day. I got this in like a subscription to Game Informer, so it was a pretty special day for me. And I've beaten it a handful of times here and there over the last 13 years, and playing it again now. Like it's really solid still. It's the animation is really fluid. It looks really good. It, it like I think it tells you pretty much like where to go and how to do everything. Like there's not much in the way of getting lost. At least it wasn't for me. So I would probably put it on my shelf. Like it's been on my shelf basically. But yeah, I it's it's one of the best games on the GBA. It, put it on my shelf, sure. That's fair. 
I can agree mm-hmm. with that. Okay, I- I'll go. In- I'll go last since I'm the only person left. And I should definitely Mike. going on my. Show. Mike, everybody, <laughs> everybody. <laughs> and we're all waiting. I hate you all, no. <laughs> Mike. You know, these are the times when I wish we recorded, like in a uh, in a physical presence, where I could just like mute mics when I wanted to. Like, oh, you're not just mute. <laughs> you're gonna say we hit people. <laughs> But I, all I can do is kick you out of the chat, and that that wouldn't work out very well. <laughs> now it's only my show. I can mute myself. <laughs> I mute myself sometimes. But... Well, all I, right, uh, I'm putting this on I'll myself. Processing. I'll just I'll just cut all this out, so it's just me singing "Regretroid" by Starbomb. Me to sing, and I don't, I don't. I'm too busy to edit it. No, you just hear him singing <laughs> yeah. for two hours. You get to the end, you're like, I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> Last ten minutes of the podcast, and me just <laughs> me talking about my own agenda. Anyway, let's talk about some more tornadoes. All right. Um, this is going on my shelves for sure. Because I, I was surprised how much I enjoyed this little game. Like, I couldn't stop playing it. I really liked it. And I and I was busy as hell this week. And I just, I, I was, and I kept finding time. Like, I just wanted to go home and play Metroid. I'm like, I just want to play Metroid. And it, it, it doesn't, I mean, yes, it holds your hand, but I'm okay with that. I'm a, I'm a busy 32-year-old. I don't, I want the game to hold my hand and leave me. I don't want to get lost for three hours like i sit here and did nothing for three hours like those, those days are long past um in fact in my days playing final fantasy 11 sitting there seek party for two hours those, those days are past this game really surprised me everything in this game surprised me like i was and i and i remember not liking super metroid as much but this game really grabbed me and i under and now i understand why people love metroid as much and i look forward when we eventually do fusion on the show and eventually do metroid 2 return of sam as the 3DS remake, and we're not playing the original Game Boy one. Why the original? Why the original? Uh, I don't feel like, yeah, not happy. Uh, the guy, it's easy. Maybe someday. But it's, this is definitely going on the shelf, and then until the next day, we play a Metroid game. Tell right. us how you really feel about it. <laughs> All right, I didn't think that wraps up everything, at least for Can I ask a question? Can I ask a question? How long did it take everyone to beat it? <clears throat> Probably like three hours. It took me three hours. 46 minutes and 44 seconds. And I collected 57% of the items. I took okay. a picture of the end screen. So <laughs> I, I beat it in like two hours, 59 minutes and 15 seconds with 63%. And then I went back a few days ago and beat it again with like two hours and 45, 46 minutes. Uh, easy game to speedrun, actually. It, it totally is. Yeah, it's pretty optimal. Yeah, I was looking up um, like some speedruns of it and it looked like you were beating it in like 40 minutes. A lot of people were playing 40 minutes, so not that difficult. Yeah. It's a lot of definitely little, cool. Little short skips. Yeah. You Did everyone do it in one sitting? Oh, no. I don't got time for that. <laughs> but I didn't. All cool. right. I think I think we should introduce what we're playing next week, or actually what we're recording in a couple days. Uh, but this is kind of this is kind of my pick because the game means a lot to me. We are playing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4. He's the part. <laughs> so we're finally we're gonna be playing that on the on the show coming up here. So you'll be guys look forward to that coming up here soon. And Dominic, did you want to give another quick plug out to your podcast where people if they hear and listen to you on here might want to look you up? Sure. Uh, you can find me on Dissonant Waves. We're on YouTube right now. We're probably gonna go elsewhere, but it's a little music podcast. We just uh, talk about albums every week. There's three of us. It's a fun show time. Also, right for Totally Windmill Studios, uh, TotallyWindmillStudios.com. All right, awesome. And I want to give a quick shout out to our awesome intro and outro. 
came courtesy of Bulby, a.k.a. Mike Stoney. The song Cool Kid Squad from his EP, Bite the Bullet. You'll see a link to him in the show notes. And also the podcast that I mentioned earlier called Pocket Pods. So if you're hankering for some Animal Crossing listening and you want, they have a 86 episodes of them playing Pocket Camp for Animal Crossing. How? I don't know, but it's actually kind of, it's entertaining. So give them a, give them a quick shout out. Go over and see their podcast. Listen to their podcast. You can see it too, but you probably want to listen to it because that's the point of a podcast. Does that Minecraft you know. guy still do his podcast? That's going to be the most vague question ever. But I have no idea. There was a guy I, who did a Minecraft podcast where he was trying to get to the end of the world in Minecraft, and he does like a like an hour long podcast every. Supposedly, I, he used to do a podcast every day um, where he was just damn. like traveling through Minecraft to get to the end of the world on one of the earlier builds. And somebody did the math on it, and they were like, "If he continues in this rate, it'll take him twenty-seven years to get to the end of the world." He must. And he was like, well, "He said he's going to keep doing it. I'll have to find it." <laughs> All right. I, I, to that thing... article. Oh, good. There's only seventeen million Minecraft podcasts to sort through. Fucking not finding that shit. All right. <laughs> I want to give a quick. Found it. Yeah. I want to give a quick shout out to ourselves. As of this recording, we have just hit seven thousand all-time downloads. Thank you, mm-hmm. Thank you for everyone listening out there, if you're still here. So I just noticed that as I'm sitting there refreshing the thing every every minute or something close to that at this point. But I just wanted to say, hey, if people are listening, we appreciate it. For all you guys out there that are still listening to us chatter, please keep on doing it and spread us like the T-virus. And again, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can be found in most places. And let everyone know, and we, we, want, we want to keep getting those ears, and we got more things planned for you guys. And as always... Oh, yeah. We will... yeah. Yes. Well... Actually, before we leave, I'm just going to say uh, happy early birthday, Stu. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. <laughs> and Mike, um, what is it? Your birthday, too, recently? Uh, uh, November 1st. So two happy days before this, this recording. Happy you. birthday to both of you, I guess. Hey, happy yeah. birthday. Yeah, mine and, is in two weeks, but we're not recording next week because I'm going to be out of town. But we'll have an episode, so. Yes. <laughs> we're recording two days from now. <laughs> we're recording. <laughs> yeah, we're recording over the week so that you guys will still get an episode. Uh while I'm out of town, I'm going to be in New York seeing fucking Hamilton. Hashtag suck it. Yeah, I'm seeing Star Wars. I actually I am going to I'm, I'm going to drive to Richmond to see Star Wars with a friend, actually. Um, oh, by the way, I fucking looked it up. Let's see here. It is still going. The podcast, the, it's called Far Lands or Bust. We're not, I'm not promoting this, by the way. I'm just, it's something that I find interesting. Um, yeah, Far Lands or Bust is the podcast, and he's been doing it since 2011, and he's still going, which is pretty impressive. Wow, yeah. Uh, he holds the Guinness World Record for longest journey in Minecraft. That's cool. Yeah. Well, I I've doubt been... anyone's going to beat him. I hope <laughs> that he's not, like, a total asshole, because every time I find, like, a new person that I start listening to, there always end up being a total asshole. <laughs> All right. I find some new musician, and it's like, podcast. oh, they said some terrible shit. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, for those still listening, everyone have a wonderful day. We will see you next week. Have a great day, everybody. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.